Welcome to this new episode of Carolyn Talks. I am your host, Carolyn Hines, film critic and journalist. And this is the podcast slash YouTube channel where I speak to film creators about their work, the industry, and what inspires them. And today, I am joined by a special team. They're the creative team behind the new dramedy, Hanshi, which premiered at the 2023 Sundance Film Festival in the episodic program. So Hanch is a dramedy about an Orthodox Jewish young woman who goes to Israel, presumably to spend time with her best friend, Noki, who's getting married in a month. But unbeknownst to everyone else, Hanshi actually has another reason. She's there to explore her sexual freedom in the land of her people. And in doing this, she encounters many situations that left me baffled, confused, and entertained. But she's also surrounded by a great cast of female characters. And I had a blast watching this drama. And um, I actually really enjoyed the ways that show creator, writer, and actress, Aliza Chanowitz, spoke about female sexuality, identity, and freedom in the midst of also exploring her Jewish identity with her friends and family. And uh, in this episode, I spoke to Aliza Chanowitz as well as actress Marnina Schoen, who plays Noki, Hanshi's best friend. We were also joined by directors Mickey Trieste and Aaron Geba to speak about the show from their perspective. So we spoke during the Sundance Film Festival and I appreciate them taking the time to halt their festival schedule to speak to me during the day. So I hope you enjoyed this new episode of Carolyn Talks speaking about Hanshi. So this show follows Kangshi, who was created by um, Aliza here, who is the writer as well as the creator, Aliza Chanovitz. And her character, I think is like, at the beginning, I just kept saying, what are you doing? I'm like, <laughs> that, was, that was literally me almost right to the end of the show. I'm like, what? Like, girl. Like, yeah. <laughs> she makes, she makes so, I, she, I would say she would make, she makes so many decisions that are weird, but like, she doesn't even really make any decisions. She just lets things carry her along. So Lisa, I want you to talk first about creating this character of Kanshi and like the coming up with the idea of making it a show rather than a drama or a film to be uh, to be more precise. Um, well, I had the opportunity to make a show, so I said I'm going to do that. <laughs> so that's really how it started. I was like, okay, now what do I do? Someone offered me a show. Um, wait, what was the question about? Like, like the character? Like she's she's such an unpredictable character. Like I, the entire time, I kept saying, "What are you doing?" Like from the beginning of the drama, from the first episode, right up until literally the end of episode four, I just might she boggled my mind because she doesn't really make decisions. She just kind of like follows things on a whim. So I thought as an interesting um, aspect of her character. So like, how did you develop this character while you were creating the concept for the show? Um, first of all, I thought about how a lot of times I when people first meet me, me as me, um, sometimes I get really excited about meeting new people. And therefore, they're like, I don't know who's this crazy American girl, especially in Israel. Like, who's this girl and what does she want from me? Why is she so excited? Um, so that was definitely an aspect of like, you first meet her. And I took that and obviously I made it louder than reality because uh, this is fiction. Um, and the other, wow, I'm sorry. I just well, I got off a plane. Say, yeah. 
<laughs> just got off of the plane, just had a baby. She's incredible. Oh, um, Elisa, I will, I will defend you a little because I feel like some people think that like this character really is Elisa and like she's very much like an alter ego, like separate from Elisa, like inspired by like a grain of your personality and your and younger self, multiplied by but then multiplied by a hundred, like, she, like you're not nearly as self-involved <laughs> right I think she's a little <laughs> less aware than or maybe I was a little less aware when I first moved to Israel which was and, 11 years ago and I also think hi you're in the back uh, <laughs> I, I also think that um part of the episodes you saw are the episodes that Hanchi just makes it to Israel mm. and she's manic and she's super excited and as as the episodes roll by roll by yeah. <laughs> I think that you see different aspects of her and you see the, the character kind of fleshes out and you see a deeper side of her that you can't see when she just gets here and, yeah. you know, so excited that she does mistakes because yeah. she's so new here and she's so, so, I don't know, all over the place. Yeah, so it's yeah. like slowly unveiling yeah. the inner self of Hanchi. And like why she acts in this exaggerated way that she does gets revealed and yeah. like and and like also the character starts to maybe mature a little as the series goes on and like yeah. and and like I think some people when they first hear about Hanchi, they think like, oh, it's gonna be this like broad sex comedy, but like the reality is that like it's actually deeper and darker and there's more heart to it than than what people might expect yeah i i want to go off what you said just now about the maturity i wanted to know how old is she supposed to be because she's acting very much like a teenager but all the women in her life are clearly like mid to late 20s early 30s and she's acting like a teenager who's finally been let, let out the gates and she's like aha finally my sexual liberation i'm like you need to slow your roll <laughs> she doesn't need to slow her roll. It is um early twenties. I mean, that was what I planned. I mean, I look like I'm twenty, right? Um, <laughs> but there's also, I think that something that really happens. Okay, this is just my opinion. But as a new immigrant, I think if you go to a new place, obviously there's a lot of things that new immigrants have in common in terms of being in the, you know, being an immigrant. Um, I think there's something about being Jewish and moving to Israel that there's some kind of familiarity already with the place because all the people, the majority of people are Jewish. They know the holidays. They're, they're, they may not be observant, but they know like there's some kind of familiarity with everybody there. So I think when you come in, you kind of like can let loose because you don't have your guard up as much because there was some kind of, it's like family, you know what I mean? So, I mean, it, it's like also with me, it's like, I maybe I'll be too much for you right now, but I think you'll like me eventually. <laughs> it's, it's true, yeah. but I think, and I, and like, um, we mentioned, we spoke about this before, but I'm an immigrant and this is something that I talk about very often. And it's something that I can't avoid not talking about because I, to me, being an immigrant is part of my identity because moving from where you grew up and where you were born and from all your friends and family fundamentally changes who you are as a person mm -hmm. and I don't think a lot of people understand that till they themselves immigrate like you don't it's not like going on a vacation you know it's right. like because you know it go on a vacation you know you're going back home in like two three weeks you know you have your home to go back to when you immigrate when you move there's something in your brain that you have to make this very decisive change and realize 
I am I live here now. For me, that was when I got my first tax receipt. I was like, oh wait. <laughs> I, I, I was like, oh wait, my income tax is gone. That was when I worked my first job at Shoppers Drug Mart here. I came home and I cried. My sister's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I'm now a tax paying citizen of Canada. <laughs> that, that to me was like, it was it changed something in me because I realized I live here now. And for and for Hanshi, she doesn't really get that. She, 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 and I think that's something that a, a disconnect that she has with the other women around her because she's still acting like someone on a vacation. You know, she's like, I'm here yeah. and I'm just going to meet all of these guys and I'm going to, like, you know, she's not acting as someone who is, if you're making the change to live, you have to be cognizant of the people around you. You know, she's not, especially with regards to the men, she's just going to all of these random men and making eyes at them and be making sexually overt. <laughs> movements and I'm like she's not concerned in fact if you move here you might run back you might run into these men like two or three months down the road you know you might run into them with their mothers with their sisters or you might run into them with your friends and she's not that's something that hasn't clicked in her head as yes I want each of you to talk about um that aspect of Hanshi especially with how it relates how as regards to how she relates to other people because I think that's where I think a lot of my issues with her and her relationship with Noki comes because she doesn't look at Noki as someone who has made a fundamental change. She thinks Noki's still the girl she went to high school with. You know, she hasn't realized that Noki now lives here. She's made a life and she's preparing to get married. I don't know what to say. Well, I yeah, I feel like yeah, so just yes to a lot of what you said. And I think like there's a I, I feel like it really reflects, the show really reflects like the way that Americans can act so, um, what's the word I'm thinking? Yeah, yeah. like like the way that they're just, they, they feel like, oh in, yeah, entitled when they're abroad. And like, as an American, when I'm ever in another country, I'm always so embarrassed by other Americans and trying to get as far away from them as I can. And if I have to say where I'm from, I'm like, California. <laughs> but even the Californians, there's, you know, awful, awful Americans everywhere. But um, I think like, I think what you said is so spot on and like that Hanshi is acting like she's on vacation, like there aren't going to be any repercussions for any of her actions. And I think like that's a big part of what horrifies Noki and and makes her so uncomfortable is because she sees that happening um well I think also like country families in Israel it's like there's a release there's like mm. something like I'm by myself there's no parents which also like has to do with the immigrant story but also has to do with like kind of growing up where she's like oh my gosh I don't this it's it's it is immature thought like I don't have to pay now for my actions I can finally do whatever I want um and and also she's she's getting married i mean it's kind of like the the she has like this final days that she 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 can act out so like she a can, rum springer yeah. i was <laughs> i was making a comparison in my head I, I was like do i want to say i'm like but yeah it's like rum springer like what the amish do like they they hit 17 they go run yeah. wild and they have to return back home but i i had the thought too but it was like should i say but yeah <laughs> Yeah, like it's an explosion of freedom and she doesn't understand yet like what's coming. But throughout the season, she is going through something. She's maturing. But I think also it's like, it's a, like there's there's also the comedic aspect in the character who's like this, at least in the beginning, which is, um, you know, if, if, if she may seem very unlikable at the beginning because she seems like she only cares about herself. 
then what's going to keep someone to keep watching? Do you know what I mean? So there's got to be, so it's like a lot of times I would think about things that I didn't want to write. And then that's what I would write or things mm-hmm. that I didn't want to say out loud. And those were things that I would do. Cause I'd say, Oh, it's, um, it could be funny. It's like other people have had this thought and, uh, maybe selfish and self-centered, but, um, it could be relatable. And, and can I add something? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just, I think a part of Kanji that I really like that I think it's, it comes off maybe as selfish or self-involved. I think part of the friendship she is is the way she tries to set everyone free. She has like mm. this ability to kind of take sometimes violently mm-hmm. her friends and the people around her and, and it help them. them. Yeah. yeah. And kind of take them, show them, especially the religious ones, show them that there are so many options out yeah. there that their desires are are legit and they can do whatever they want. And I think that that's kind of the key to understanding that character in terms of the relationships she has on the show. Yeah, there's like a ferocious bravery to Hanshi that like I think starting especially like episode four, we start to be like, oh, like she actually is is doing is is helping some of these other characters open their eyes not that she's right about everything she's wrong about most things (laughs) i think but but like but there's there is this like pure pure intention to to like be to do good and unearth unearth the truth she's a truth teller but also sometimes she thinks she's telling she's a truth teller and it's she's wrong. And I think that's also part of our relationship, the Noki Hanshi relationship, is Noki is terrified of some of the truths mm-hmm. that she knows Hanshi's gonna see about her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What you do, it's how you do it. She that's mm-hmm. the thing. I was just gonna say that. The thing with like I like as um as um Erin's saying just now, she's she is uh she's very um open and brash and that's good and sometimes you do need someone like that in your life like I have a twin sister and our our um our our personalities are slightly opposite where I'm more um not not necessarily I don't think before I leave but I make I make decisions very quickly like I think two three four five steps ahead and say okay I'll do this my sister is more hesitant you know and also she doesn't like confrontation but I'm the kind of person like I will I will I will do confrontation. Me, I'm like, let's get this out the way now, so we don't have to deal with it down the road. But she's like, oh, do we have? So you're the Hanshi and, and she's, she's the, the Noki. Basically, <laughs> basically, yeah. Um, and and so I, I kind of I relate to both characters in that sense. But the thing like with that with like you were saying with Hanshi, uh, like it's how she does it. Is like she there there's sometimes good in like pushing people beyond their boundaries. But then there's something bad in not paying attention to when it's yes. the right time to do it. And she yes. doesn't she doesn't pay attention to the cues that people yeah. are giving her, you know, especially for Noki a lot. She doesn't like um how she doesn't read body language at all. She doesn't pick up on when people are uncomfortable. She doesn't pick up on when they're saying, you know what, calm it down. She doesn't pick up on when Noki's feeling self-conscious or uncomfortable. And even the uh, the, the character know me, know me, I was like, she she cracked me up because she's petty. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm also very petty. Like she was like, when she spelled out the name on the papers, N-O, 
am I? She like, do you got it? I was like, that was one of my favorite scenes because I'm like, that is something I would do wholeheartedly. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Yes. But the Danielle Jaylen does an amazing job with that role. So yeah. good. But the reason I like that scene is that, or that character in particular, is that she's a protector of Noki and she's not being smothering, yeah. but she realizes that. Well, I, there there is a choice in terms of I I come from a religious background. And it's a world that I love and I have a hard time with at the same time. And I'm very critical of. So it was important for me that when I was going to put something on the screen and do some kind of representation, I didn't want something that was negative. I wanted something that's a little more complex. So I think also like Hanchi's character in there represents how I could find it suffocating. But at the same time, these are people who you may not agree with their way of life, but it's not that they haven't thought it through it's not that these aren't people who they're not necessarily brainwashed yeah they're not like great like and I think that a lot of people have anybody anything that seems extreme do you know what I mean that's and I think that like this Gitty character on the outside it seems extreme it's like she's 18 what is she she obviously didn't make this choice and it's like who are you to judge these other people's lives you're not on the inside you don't know what that's like I don't think that answered your question, but it was no, actually it did. No, I actually did because that does kind of she's showing um how she actually how she doesn't know everything, and that's another yeah. thing like you're talking about the American entitled like Americans go to other people's countries and they think they know how everything works there because they're learning from the perception that America is better politically, um, you know, culturally, all of these ways, and even if you're in the same um religious community, like in this case Judaism. Like the culture in America is different to the culture in Israel or even in another country in the Caribbean, like um, the culture of Barbadian Jews would be different to, um, to the culture of Jews in Canada or the culture thing because like it's about their community and it's about how they work there uh, politically and also just in the environment is completely different. And so I think that that character, Gisa, she does a very good job. I think it's like, as I said, we only got to, I only got to see four episodes, but like to me, she's a very strong character and it shows like, you don't have to be like at, even at 18, she's very self-assured. She knows who she is. Uh, yeah. Whereas yeah. how she is in her early 20s and she has nothing figured out. No clue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's that's something that this show does that is so important to me, that, the way that I see it. Um, because it's showing like so many different nuances. It's really like character-based. Like Elisa does such a brilliant job in her writing of like showing like all these unique characters that are all like kind of in the same community, but kind of in micro different yeah. types of Jewish communities, even different types of Orthodox Jewish communities. Like there's such a variety. And, um, and, and there's also a lot that's like, it's just based on the characters themselves. Like it's not necessarily a comment that like all Jews from Aliza's background are going to act like Hanji. I mean, Aliza doesn't act like Hanji. So <laughs> I think like it's also, not now. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, <laughs> It's very character based yeah. and it has to do like the decisions that the characters make and their and their faults and their dreams and their desires and, and their mistakes. All of that comes more from who these specific people are rather than it being like painting a whole huge community with the same broad stroke. And there's so many like minuscule little details that like a lot of people won't pick up on uh, that give a hint of like difference in Jewish observance and relationship to tradition. Like Noki's mom, for example, people might not notice this, but she wears pants mm -hmm. and she's not wearing a wig. She's not covering her hair. A lot of people asked about that. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Yeah. So, and, and it's not, not everything is talked about. There's a lot that's just kind of like in the environment and it's kind of like, you'll pick up on what you pick up on. It's okay if you don't understand everything. And I think like, um, I, I just at our screening on Friday night, um, my partner's cousin's girlfriend who, uh, grew up a Latter-day Saint, um, and, and saw the screening, she like really connected with, with the, the first four episodes and like, and you know, she's obviously not part of the Jewish community. It was so exciting for me to see that, like, this is translating and people are connecting with these characters. And it it doesn't matter if like, you don't understand every single nuance of, of the world. Um, What it goes through is like how specific everyone is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like the I just want it to be entertaining, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> like the thing is that I love um, about like storytelling through the film medium or through TV is like it gives you, especially for if you have a drama like this, it gives the opportunity to relate different um, experiences to different people. You're talking about your um, your partner's friend's cousin, your partner's cousin's girlfriend. Latter-day <laughs> Saints. <laughs> but like I'm um I'm I grew up I well I grew up in different denominations. Like I grew up Pentecostal. I've been to Baptist churches. My grandmother was um Christian science. I spent most of my I spent all of my teenage years and most of my adulthood in the Seventh-day Adventist church. I've kind of fallen away from that, but I grew up in that. I grew up and it has a lot of similarities with um Judaism. Like we honor the Sabbath, you know, sundowns um Friday night to Sunday on Saturday night. That's our Sabbath. That's our Shabbat. We have a lot of the same, we we have a lot of the same dietary restrictions, no pork. And we prepare a lot of our meals and dishes the same way, you know? And so I related a lot to that. And even within the Sunday adventure, there's some people that are more devout, or I would say more strict than others, because there are some women that would not wear pants to church, but there are other women that would wear pants to church. You know, some women would not wear mm-hmm. our, our, our whole top to church, but other women would like you like, they were like, that's inappropriate. So you go to church in long sleeve shirts or your arms have to be covered. You go up to, you go to church, like, like women don't go to church with with anything showing from their neck down to their feet. They would wear long skirts and like other women would wear like a dress like I'm wearing to church. Yeah. So there's different ways of, there's different ways of observing your religion and it's all about your connection and your not only to your faith, but also to your culture as well. And the film, I'm sorry, the show kind of um, explores that in different characters. You know, there's yeah. each person brings something different or a different perspective, not only um, to Judaism, but also to, I think, female friendships because the show is very female-centered. And I love that about it because it's showing different female relationships and different female dynamics. And I want you, um, I want both you, Erin, and Mickey to talk about directing these dynamics because Aaron, you're a man and Mickey, you're a woman, and like you would bring different um directing styles or different ideas of how to direct specific yeah. scenes. Were, were were there any scenes that you were that that you guys were like, you know what? I think this should be done this way. And like Mickey, you would have been like, you know what, women really want that smile. <laughs> well we don't we don't necessarily feel like a man and a woman. A man and a woman. <laughs> I mean it's not like we identify as anything else, but we yeah. just we always feel a little different yeah. so i think that always puts us in uh like it gives us a lot of perspective about like how people are it's not about it's not only about men and women with us i think yeah i mean I so. it's just like to see every character that's what we said before like every character has like this specific set of ideas and beliefs and i think if you I'm sorry, I completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> but, 
<laughs> I think continue. I, I think that, um, <laughs> like a, a, a two-headed two <laughs> Every sentence Mickey starts, I need. Yeah, to he knows what I'm. But but say. I think no, I don't know. But I think that <laughs> the the fact that I don't know if it's male female. I think the fact that they're we are multiple multiple we are more than one person yeah <laughs> and and we with Aliza and with the actors talented actors we we had a chance to just have debates like talk it through and understand more and and each of one each of us gave our perspective like Aliza just smiled because sometimes <laughs> I didn't understand something and she needed to explain it to me and I think that's healthy I think if it if it wouldn't be like that I don't think we could show the gray area that yeah. we show on the show in terms of religiousness and also in terms of, of sexuality yeah. I think that um, every character we, we just talked it through and each of us gave our you know I think it's a very important thing you said about like it's legitimate to ask a question yeah. and to not understand something. Yeah. Yeah. And I think in in like this like the PC culture sometimes it's considered like doing something wrong if you ask something you know, yeah. if you don't understand if you're making a mistake. But we really believed in like speaking about stuff and And I think there's something very Jewish to that too like um like it it is a Jewish value to to question and I mean when you're looking at you know the shows that focus on like ultra orthodox you know maybe there's like less questioning encouraged in like in those communities um at times but like definitely i mean like the the talmud is like a book of rabbis arguing about questions and like du- duking it out over like the tiniest little detail and so like it's a tradition that invites questioning invites multiple perspectives and opinions it invites being an annoying person <laughs> and you know and you know also Mickey and I are are secular, secular. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't understand religiousness at all we're from Israel and Aliza I know and, no, but Aliza and, and who comes from the U.S. has more knowledge about Jewishness, I think, or the, or religiousness, or how do you say it, Orthodox. Orthodoxy, but it's, yeah. but it's just it's interesting how it's very different based on the location. Like yeah. You were saying something, you were touching that before, like a Jew from Barbados yeah. is very going to be very different than a Jew from New York, who's going to be very different than a Jew from Israel. Yeah. Well, and also even like within New York, like New York yeah. Jews, there's such range and like and i'm a i'm a california, california jew i was i was raised in berkeley in the bay area i went to like a progressive jewish day school that was like you know very um like i don't know it was like we learned we learned hebrew and we had jewish studies but it was and we had like uh services once a week but like you know we had like a moroccan female rabbi as the head of the school mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Rabbi Tzipi, goodbye. <laughs> and like, um, and I come from like a very progressive Jewish world in in Berkeley and Los Angeles. Yeah, and yeah, I, I think that's some, no, go ahead, sorry. No, no, I just wanted to say that I never had a Shabbat meal until Elise invited me to one. So one. <laughs> and I have like, I have a religious family. Okay, actually. you need to apologize. No, because okay. you said like, I don't know nothing. No, I don't know anything. And I I'm just projecting on Mickey. People. Mickey knows stuff. I don't know anything. Go ahead. <laughs> Thank you, Robert. 
the solid spectrum and it's all we're all individual like each person is their individual each person has their own views and perspectives and brings something different to the experience and this i know i don't want to speak specifically to um elisa and marina in particular because the the relationship between noki and and uh kanshi is very to me is very um unexpected because like they have been separated for four years and as i said how she comes and she asks she still expects noki to be the person that she was as a teenager but as it's revealed in later episodes like closer to um it will be i would say midway through episode four you realize that noki has been struggling with something um that has been creating an emotional and a mental um distress for her and how she has no idea and a lot of the reason one of the main reasons she has no idea is that she never wants asked noki how she's doing I noticed that she never actually asked Noki. So what have you been up to these last four years? And well, as soon as Hashi comes, it's been about her. Everything is about me, 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 me. And the only time she really directly um, kind of like addresses Noki is when she's trying to bring back up stuff they did as teenagers. You know, mm -hmm. like she's trying to relive their glory days or their days of... Um, all, well, I look, well, I look at it differently. I think it's... Um... I, I mean, I, she definitely doesn't ask her like how she's doing, <laughs> but I think that there's also, um, there's a, there's a, they haven't seen each other in four years, which means a lot, of, a lot of their conversations are over the phone. So there's who they were when they were together. And then Noki clearly went to Israel and has, you know, this like on the phone. So how much are, is each person telling the other person and what do they know about who they were before Noki moved here four years prior, you know? the relationship has changed because of the distance, but it's also that maybe it hasn't developed like it should have because of the distance. And therefore you could say, well, she never asked her. It could also, you could also say, well, Noki never told, never told her yeah. or is, is, is pretending to be someone else. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she is. Yeah. 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 I, I think yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of the same way with every um, friendship that is, this strong from childhood, at least for me, you kind of treat them like family, like they're obvious. Yeah, so they're obvious. Yeah, yeah they're always going to be there. Yeah, yeah take them for granted, and and you you kind of sometimes forget that you need to be more polite or more more sensitive. sensitive yeah, yeah. yeah. And especially Kanji, that I think she's kind of in a manic state when she arrives here. She 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 doesn't look at anyone and on everything. She's Kind of, I don't, I don't think she's running away, but she's very excited about this new place. She just wants to leave every second. Yeah. yeah. But you also see in episode four that, like, in some ways, Hanshi is the only like true friend yeah. that that Noki has because her other friends, you know, have like there's there's a, a distance and a wall that Noki's put up as she's like constructed this new more um, observant personality and identity for herself um as she's kind of like uh, and also she's lying to herself in a lot of ways it's not their fault like it's it's also on noki you're just gonna have to keep on watching just keep yeah. on watching um but i feel like like there's there is so much love too between noki and hanji that is just this like deep undercurrent that like even even though they have a, a fraught and challenging relationship, I think like there is a lot of love there, and um, and like we had so much fun together, like like choreographing the the, the bat mitzvah dance together that we do in in the wedding dress shop in the first episode, and like drunk, 
<laughs> I have the video. I found it. You would obviously love that Noki has, especially for Hangshi, because the things that Hangshi does, I would be like, hmm. I, it would have gotten on my nerves very quick, and it would have, I would have brought her up on it. I would have been like, you need to sit down and listen to what I have to say. But Noki doesn't do that, and I think it's because Noki, um, as I said, is very intuitive, and she realized that Hangshi's going through something. So, like maybe, like maybe taking her to task, as I would say, is would wouldn't be the right approach at in that moment so that is what I, I am looking forward to future episodes because i i need i do want to see noki also have put her foot down and tell hash you need to listen like you're, <laughs> like you're being a bit um what's the word i'm looking for the word one of the words i was thinking is like she takes advantage of people in a way where she just yeah. steamrolls over people just to get her her own way and she doesn't really think about if people are really in the position to do what she wants them to do she just assumes they'll go along with her schemes well not schemes schemes is wrong because she's not scheming but go around with her whims of her um, her whims and fancies like earlier on when we were like working on the scripts we we thought like of hanchi like a vampire yeah. <laughs> yes she, she's like everybody she meets she's like making them like a vampire themselves you know especially when she's so jet lag <laughs> yeah, at night she rises at night, she, she, yeah. And I love like it. a vampire. Yeah. It's amazing, I think. I love it that she's actually a vampire. I thought when you said she we thought of her like a vampire, my mind went to because she's ageless. Yeah. <laughs> she defies no, because, age. Because, like, <laughs> she meets yeah. people and they, after they're like they're set free, but also she's she's like ruining them partly. Yeah. In a bit, yeah. Breaking them up. Yeah. I think it's all about boundaries and, and, and it's boundaries. kind of the heart of the show because boundaries. 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 Because all of our characters and especially Hanchi are dealing with with trying to be, you know, they're young, they have fantasies and desires and- They're all in denial. Yeah, and at the same time, they're set up to marry and they have their communities and rules and families and it's all partly strict. And they also have like so much love and connection to their families and communities. And like, so it's like wrestling with like, who am I as a person? How do I relate to these traditions and, and these different identities, even secular identity, how, like, you know, when, when Hanshi, like, tries for, like, when, when Hanshi's testing the limits, and, and, like, seeing what it would feel like to, uh, you know, break more rules, like, it's, it's also, like, there's also, like, rules that secular people have in their minds, um, and, and, you know, everybody has their own rules that they're trying and like their own identities that they're trying to be part of their own communities they're trying to be part of and fit in with not just if you're orthodox um I forgot where I was going with this but oh but the but the love and like you know the challenge of like I want to be my own person I want to you know figure myself out but I don't want to lose touch with who I've been and and the people who've supported me along the way and, and my values yeah Mm. So one thing going off of that, um, and and it's one we've talked a bit about it with regards to like immigration. Like she makes the this the very on like an instantaneous decision to do. Oh yeah, I'm like girl, what? Like you don't just decide to move to a whole entire country just like that with no luggage. I mean, like once like, who, who does that? Um, but like someone it, was on the run, you know, someone right? like, running running from himself and from his life. 
she got just this carry-on suitcase. I'm like, I came to Canada with like two massive suitcases and like <laughs> with shoes and everything. She didn't have that. But in in doing in for in doing this, like she she meets this character David and she takes and he takes her to the settlements. And like this is something that like the the show is really it, I think you you handle in a very subtle way talking about the politics of of of, um, of not only resettlement but like how ca- characters like Hanshi and people like Hanshi who who came who come from America and don't have a full understanding of the politics and of the culture and the people's really and like the, the the people's relationship not only to Israel as a place but Israel as a concept as a as a religious and um, concept and identity and she goes to the settlement and this is where I think it she's really beginning to realize wait I've been kind of looking at this place as a fantasy and as an idea and as an abstract concept. And she's realizing this is not what I thought it was going to be. She, she's not there. She doesn't have the full realization yet, but you, I can start to see the shift where she's starting to realize this is not a joke. You know, like one of the things she does from the beginning, she's like, she wants to meet all these Israeli soldiers and she's fascinated with the, with guns. And like me being a person who has actually seen the physical effects of gunshots and like no people who've like who've lost people because of gun violence and stuff. I was like, I was kind of appalled at that part of her, uh, that aspect of her character because these aren't, this isn't a joke, but she's looking at it as like something very light and even in an erotic yeah. sense because all of these people, the thing she keeps asking is like, have you shot a gun? Have you shot any person? And she's not thinking about the actual ramifications of that. She's not mm-hmm. thinking of what that means. Uh, for the people around them and she's not even thinking about what that means for her friends and families like she she's like looking at it in a very disconnected way but she starts to make this shift so I want you to um I want you to talk a bit of the politics of the show now with regards we talked a bit about the sexuality but just the actual politics of the religion and and politics of Israel that's that the show I think handles very subtly because it it is a question that can't be avoided you know the show you can't make the show without without discussing that so talk about that aspect of the show and how you inter what's the word no sorry how you wove it into the show in like different discussions with the characters and then in different scenes like the scenes like we heard the gunshots and like that's when you realize you don't see the shot but like she jumps and like and I think that I think the scene was actually really powerful because before she's shooting the gun and she's having a blast but yeah. then she's but then afterwards she's not like guns don't mean it's not a fun thing for her anymore and she's jumping so talk about the i kind of made this kind of long sorry but she like like the show kind of touches on all of these things but then like that one scene i think really brings home the gravity of the situation yeah it, it was very important for us to show like the settlements and the her approach to the the people who are living there what she expects is like like she has this fantasy of sheep and uh, and like uh, grass and like everything is like sound of music you know and when she gets <laughs> yeah. there it's a dump and it's like it's a lot of poverty for the Palestinian people we tried to have like some shots of uh, of the, the drive of the drive there without That's it my... being deducted no oh, no I'll, I'll just, speak as the American I'll just say that I don't <laughs> like talking about politics mm-hmm. I don't know enough about it to 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 have a stand and like when it comes to voting I if I do vote I don't tell people who I voted yeah, for yeah we don't know because I don't think that if I if I don't know it I kind of I, I kind of avoid it because it just stresses me out mm-hmm. but you can't avoid it completely because that's the world that we live in. So I felt like if I'm going to touch on it, I'm going to touch it in a way that's more of like 
my perspective of the fact that it's something I also want to avoid and maybe don't necessarily talk about, but it's always there in the background. I think the way that we approached it, right, is, is because Hanji is so clueless, we kind of have more freedom and I think also more uh, a more comic way, like a funny way to 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 touch this these very heavy, serious yeah serious and subjects. heavy conflicted subjects and and I think that's that's the way to do it without really I don't know it's not saying anything or, or choosing the right or wrong way but just show it through the eyes of someone who's really an outsider doesn't know the rules or anything to, on a deeper level yeah. so it, it was a way to showcase it yeah there's both, both Americans and Israelis who just completely avoid the like thinking about the occupation and the settlements and you know like what that looks like what that means what that what it feels like um and and I think that there is a lot of naivete around it for like what's taught in, you know, what what the narrative is that's that's taught um, in in both the U.S. and Israel because you know it's because people are like, well, this is this is where we live and and this is where our families have lived also for generations. So how do we like how, like it's it's too it's really hard to think about and talk about it. So I think like what's like the way in that that our sh- our show does and that they so brilliantly wrote and directed was like to approach it just truly from this character's like yeah. kind of wide-eyed perspective where she doesn't understand it and um and she starts to maybe scratch the surface yeah. of just like the fact that it's real and mm-hmm. and i think that like that's really hard that's the first step is just to be like no this is a real place and it is a real thing because it's so painful mm-hmm. um and i also wanted to say something about the American fascination with guns and military and that that's, I think that there's something amazing in this one line that Hanshi says where she's like, uh, the, the settler character, Mikhail is like, wow, like you're, you're good with a gun or something like that. (laughs) And she's like, well, I am American. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that is just like it exactly. Um, because it, it's that American entitlement. It's that American like fant- fantasy of guns and sexualization of guns. Um, and like, we have a problem with that. We had a, a mass shooting in Los Angeles near where I live yeah, days ago, two days ago in Monterey Park. Um, 10 people died. Maybe and the number might have gone. And, and it's like barely even making the news because it's so like we have our own, America has our own things around gun violence i was so well. surprised to see it we saw it on the news yeah. and it was like cramped like between sun. like uh, the the weather and and this is you know this is where we are kind of a hunchy because we're outsiders here and we just saw it on the news and it was so short and like part so, of the day that, yeah because we can't it's so hard to confront that it's real yeah. like while you're trying to live your life it's so I think approaching it from in this um, dramedy is like, that's the only, that's one of the best ways that we can do it. Um, Cause otherwise we just don't want to look and, at it. And I think this little moment that you described kind of shows how Americans and Israel, how we are more alike than mm. we think. Like 
we we found this resemblance in this between these two characters who are so unlike. Like Hanchi's from Brooklyn, she's American, and, and Michael is in the middle of nowhere in Israel, like living without electricity. And at the same time, they they share this this the same mentality. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. No, what the way the way that the that that whole discussion and that whole aspect of the story is done, it makes sense not only for the show, but it makes sense for the character of Hanshi because this is how she would see it. You know, this is how she yeah. would look at things. Yeah. So it does make sense. And the character of um, with uh, Michal is interesting to me because he is exactly the kind of male character that her cousins were war- were war- warning her about. You know, they were saying yeah. like, all of these Israeli men are not the are not the ideal you have in your head. You know, they're saying yeah. they they can be abusive, they can be domineering, they can be oppressive. You know, they don't listen. Yeah. She's like, and like, and and then when he came, I'm like, but this is exactly what they were talking about. But you, but she's not realizing that. You know, yeah. and and mm-hmm. like she has, to, she she's so interesting how she's she's able to be like drift through c- certain circumstances. She's kind of like an abstract observer, even in her yeah, own life. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to steal that line. <laughs> Feel free. <Okay. laughs> I'm Israeli, you know. You can <laughs> but, but I think, sorry. Jane. I'm, I'm not. But I think, I think that what I was trying to say, oh, I think when we watched, I think just lately, the four episodes, one after another, this, I think for the first time we were like, okay, each episode she kind of sees an, a new aspect of Israeli life. You see like, the, and, and, and the religious life because every group is so different. We see mm-hmm. the American, uh, Israeli, okay, yeah, immigrants who were Haredi uh, and you see Orthodox, Orthodox observe, culture. Yeah. And you see the settlers who are, yeah, they're religious, but he, always, he also touches her. And he like, he's very wild. Yeah, he's yeah. very wild, and he has no boundaries. And you see David, who's like very strict, and he's he's Doesn't like touch her. Yeah, and he's religious, but he's also and he's um, also a Mizrahi Jew, yeah. like a Middle Eastern or Arab Jew. Yeah. Um. And and like and that's a whole other like com- yeah. yeah yeah a whole other community also with its own uh spectrum. And, and yeah, everyone's just a, a person. Yeah. <laughs> I think Sanchi comes here with some flat image uh, fantasy, and then she sees so many tiny groups and mm-hmm. how they're so unalike, and kind of like in in America, I think it's mm-hmm. kind of like yeah. back home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. they go to different countries and and have this idea of. I think a lot yeah. of it has to do with all the media portrays yeah. like everyone else that isn't am- American, like they otherwise everyone else. So the like, Americans go to tra- travel to different places and they expect everyone to fit in these very specific um, ideals or yeah. perceptions yeah. that yeah. they have, these very narrow bosses. And that's how she, even with other Jews, she still sees yeah. other Jews as fitting this very exactly. narrow window yeah. that she herself has. And like, it's just, and it shows that even when you're in a community, you don't know everything about that community. You know, you don't understand the people just because you're Jewish and this person's Jewish doesn't mean that you know any and everything about this person. You know, you just know that one aspect of them. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It's a fun show, also. It's funny. It's, fun. <laughs> it's, fun. it's no, a funny it's show. Funny, it sounds it's, really heavy. It's funny. Yeah. It's all, it's everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I'm just like many times she had me going like, "Girl, what are you doing?" And like those those aspects of her, those, that ridiculous aspect of Hanshi is very funny yeah. to me. 
And there is that's yeah. where a lot of the humor comes from. Like when she goes to the um, what she calls it the Ministry of Faith. And like, yeah. <laughs> that's that's bureaucracy, that's government bureaucracy wherever you go. You gotta sit down and you gotta wait for these two hours and it's frustrating. But that's humor yeah. because like we've all been there, we've all had to go to some kind of government office and wait for our ticket to call, and then you get to the window and you realize you waited there for nothing. <laughs> yeah. 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 So nice to, to hear that it's universal, yeah. you know, because we had no idea. Now that we are hearing other people from all around the world talking about it, we, we find out that it's touched so many people in different places, yeah. like the Noki story, the, 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 the things she goes through that we won't spoil, and, mm-hmm. and, and Hanchi's arrival here, and David's, I, I think it, it touches so many people that are not Israeli, that it's, it's yeah. fascinating. I also have been surprised because I feel like the four of us are all kind of like weirdos and oddballs in our own way and in similar ways sometimes too. And I, I was like, oh no, like, are we just like making something that we love? And like, you know, like I had a fear that like, like no one one was gonna like it as much as we like it. (laughs) No, people, people like weirdos too. (laughs) I genuinely enjoyed this. I genuinely really did enjoy the show. And like, I said, like, no, like that character, no me. She, I'm like, she's me. She's so petty. She's so me. Honestly, I love how petty, but I also like really love Noki in particular because Noki, Noki's a character. I'm just I want like I want to give her a hug and like this scene, <laughs> a like, lot of people say that yeah I want to give her a hug and it's not and it's not only because of the revelation that we get like close episodes from, from the but from the very beginning she just seems very overwhelmed and like when yeah. she yeah. was trying on the wedding dress I want to be like girl that dress is hideous take it off <laughs> I don't know if you can see it in the shot but the the our amazing um makeup team gave me like a right. rash outbreak on my neck <laughs> i don't think it's visible but i i think you maybe feel that <laughs> that she's itching <laughs> i hope i hope it you see like it was it like taffeta it looks like it's made of taffeta or something like a really simple yeah. like, <laughs> and it's like, like it's no. not a good fit it's like really mm, it's, it's a, a corset in some areas i know falling it, was apart on like, the sleeve. it was just like let, take i was just like let me take you dress shopping because this is not it thank you <laughs> thank you <laughs> It's 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 a giant sleeve, as Hanchi says. We'll sell it on Amazon. <laughs> the giant sleeve. It's like a, yeah, like the Kim Kardashian's gonna buy it. Like she bought the the morning veil from yeah. Black White Lotus. The black morning veil from White Lotus. She did. She did for like a million dollars or something oh. insane. She should buy our show. She needs to be, she needs to be stopped. That's what happened. She needs to be stopped. But. Uh, <laughs> Um, yes, okay. I, I think that's all the things that we had like like half an hour. I think we had over time, but that's okay. I had a yeah. blast. Like, <laughs> talking with all four of you has been so much fun. I'm so glad we got to do this. Thank you. Thank you so much. You asked such interesting and yeah. great questions. Yeah. Thank you. Really open. Really interesting. Yeah, we've never talked before this. Yeah. <laughs> this first conversation. I, who are you? <laughs> you like you've been walking around your own little bubbles the entire time. <laughs> Send that. Yeah. yeah sh- Shooting in Israel. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye, I guess. I'm going to ask Kirsi about getting the remaining episodes because I need to know what happens. (laughs) We translated it ourselves. Oh, really? (laughs) 
Yeah, it's a family business. <laughs> I know translating is not easy because you got to get the nuances no. from one language to another. No, 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 it's hard. Getting the timing so you don't ruin a joke with yeah. the caption. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. So hard. Well, really cool. extra kudos to you and your, and your entire team. I think you, everyone did an amazing job. Thank you so much. Thank you, Carolyn. Yeah. Thank you. So everyone, that was another episode of Carolyn Talks. And this episode was for, was my interview for the new dramedy Hanshi, which premiered at Sundance Film Festival. I was joined by the show's creator and writer, Eliza Chanowitz, directors, Mickey Trieste and Aaron Geva, an actress, Marina Schoen and like they were amazing to have and I enjoyed speaking to all four of them like they were like I just love their answers and I love like when they they give such in-depth and personal answers and observations on their characters and the show and the process as well so I appreciate all four of them taking the time to speak with me because especially as long as they did because I know like time can be very tight during film festivals so I appreciate all of the time that they were able to um, dedicate to this interview. And thank you so much for listening to this episode of Karen Talks. You, um, you can find the video version of this on my YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash Carolyn underscore Hines. You can find links to um, ep- other episodes um, on and all of my interviews and my published writing, my film reviews, interviews, uh, film analysis on my R3 page. That's A-U-T-H-O-R-Y.com slash Carolyn Hines. And you'll find links to my other podcast, or here's what happened, which I co with my friend, Lanisha Campbell. That's a monthly podcast where we talk about film, TV shows, manga, comics, um, books, and everything of different genres, as well as my Asian drama podcast, Beyond the Romance, which is on hiatus, but I will be taking it up, taking it back up soon. And um, this, this is a really great beginning to 2023 for me. And I can't wait to see what other interviews I get to do for Sundance and other film festivals throughout the year. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at CarrieCNHJob, that's C-R-I-E-C-N-H-1-2, and find the rest of my Sundance coverage on both Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag S-H-W-H Sundance 23. And until the next episode of Carolyn Talks, everyone, stay safe. Bye!